Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Monday, March 28th, 2022, and welcome back in to the Locked on Orioles podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, I'm going to take my first crack at predicting the Orioles' 28-player opening day roster that they will send to Tampa Bay on April the 8th. And in that roster, you know, there'll be a debate. Will there be 14 pitchers, 14 hitters? Will it be 15 and 13? You know, who could be on the roster bubble? Who's a lock? Who is out of the conversation after the Orioles made some cuts on Sunday? We'll break it all down, and I'll make my first prediction here less than two weeks out from opening day. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles. Your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So today's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is number 1.0 of our opening day roster prediction. And this episode is brought to you by betonline.net, where you can go and place all your wagers this March on the Madness and also soon on baseball as well. So get your scores, get your podcast, get your news, get it all at betonline.net. And for today's episode, again, opening day roster prediction for the Orioles. But before we get there, just did want to thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first podcast listen of the day. Locked on Orioles is free and available on all podcast listening platforms. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review. That really, really helps out the pod. If you listen on Spotify, please leave a five-star rating. That really helps out. Anywhere else you listen, make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast. And of course, we now are on YouTube as well. Every single episode of this podcast moving forward will be right here on this YouTube page. Make sure you hit that red subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Like the video if you would like to and specifically put some comments in the comment section, specifically on this video. I want to hear what you guys have to say about who you think will be the 28 players that break camp with the Orioles on opening day in a couple weeks. So make sure to comment what you think will be and critique the opening day roster that I'm going to give you here for the Orioles. But again, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell your friends, tell everyone uh, who likes the Orioles that we have this podcast and we're on YouTube now. And thank you again for making it Locked on Orioles your first listen of the day. For your first listen today, once again, opening day roster prediction for the Orioles. And, you know, I had planned to do this today for the last couple of days, but it got made a little bit easier on Sunday evening because the Orioles announced some reassignments and some players option to minor league camp. So they made my job a little bit easier here in trying to predict this roster. Just going to go through a quick little rundown of these players who were either reassigned or sent to AAA. Basically means these are guys who won't be on the opening day roster, barring a slew of injuries to guys who are still in Major League Camp, and I'll kind of leave the guys who had a chance to make the team for the end of this list. So Brett Cumberland goes to Minor League Camp, Patrick Dorian goes to Minor League Camp, Maverick Hanley, the catcher, goes to Minor League Camp, outfielder Robert Newstrom goes down, Grayson Rodriguez is officially in Minor League Camp, Cody Sedlock is in Minor League Camp, also going to AAA Norfolk, left-hander Kevin Smith, infielder Tarrant Vavra, and right-hander Logan Gillespie, who got added to the 40-man roster uh, this offseason, he is going down to double-A. And then Ryland Bannon, the last guy I wanted to mention, going to triple-A. Now, I feel like most of those guys, 
if they had a chance, it was a very outside chance of making the opening day roster. But there were a couple other guys who I thought maybe had a chance. Marcos Duplan has been reassigned to minor league camp. He was in the bigs in the bullpen for a good amount last year. Thought he might have had a shot. Nick Vespi, the left-hander, is going to minor league camp. Thought he might have had a shot to break camp with the team. And Jemai Jones is going down to AAA as well. Obviously, he spent some time in the majors last year. Thought he might have had a chance. So all those names I just gave out, unless, again, there's a crazy amount of injuries, you can knock them off the board because there are still 48 players now in Major League Camp. Remember, only 28 can break camp with the team. So when you put it that way, there's still 20 more players who aren't going to make it. So probably these early cuts, again, they're not cut from the Orioles, just from Major League to Minor League Camp. They're not going to be on this list. But how are we going to do this? We're going to start with the Orioles pitchers. We're going to get to the Orioles hitters. And then I'll have some closing thoughts at the end just to break down what the roster is going to look like. So let's start with the pitchers. And what we're going to start with is the locks. The guys we know are on this opening day roster, barring any injury. As long as these guys are healthy, they're going to be heading down to Tampa on April 8th. So obviously we start with John Means, the ace of the team. We haven't been announced it, but he's going to be the opening day starter. He will pitch against Tampa in that game. I think we know that pretty well. I'm going to put Jordan Lyles, obviously, on that list as well. Probably going to be the number two starter. Orioles spent the most money on him this offseason, $7 million deal. He's going to be the number two guy. We'll probably start game two of the season. And then Bruce Zimmerman, who has looked solid in camp so far. I think he's probably the number three. He'll probably start the Sunday game to start the season. Put him in that group as well. That's probably the three starters, I think, that are definitely on the team. Then you move to the bullpen, and there's obviously some locks there too. Jorge Lopez, whether he's a starter or a reliever, he's going to be on that roster. Tyler Wells has looked really good, kind of getting stretched out. We'll see if he's maybe a starter. Either way, he's going to be on this roster. Cole Sulser was the best reliever for the Orioles last year, a closer for a solid amount of time, had some really good stuff, great changeup. He's a lock for the roster. Dylan Tate looking better and better. Of course, uh, if you want to know more about Dylan Tate and how he was getting better at driveline this offseason, you can check out Thursday's episode with Bill Heasel and Anthony Brady from Driveline joined us. Great conversation about Dylan Tate's work. He's a lock on the roster. Tanner Scott has had his struggles, but I think he's a lock. And then the last guy, you know, you can have an argument here that he's not a lock. But the fact that the Orioles, you know, gave out a contract to Paul Fry, even though he was arbitration eligible, did not non-tender him, and he's been pitching better in camp, I think he's going to be on the opening day roster. So right there, if you count Lopez and Wells as relievers, you have three starters and six relievers. That gives you nine pitchers, I think, are locks for the opening day roster. Now... If you look at the rosters, now it's going to be 28 players for all of April. Then in May, it'll go down to 26. And there is no limits on what you can carry, obviously, to a point. You can carry 15 pitchers and 13 hitters, but once it goes down to 26, it has to be 13 and 13. So the question is, will the Orioles go 15 pitchers, 13 hitters, or will they go 14 and 14? So if they go 15 and 13, there's still six spots remaining. If they go 14 and 14, there's going to be five spots. I'm operating right now thinking they might go 14 and 14 and even split. So there's going to be five spots for pitchers left. And here's who I'm going to give those spots out to, at least in my initial prediction. The number one name that I put down here was Cionel Perez, who we didn't see last year because he was not in the organization. Claimed off waivers before the lockout. Yeah, you can go back uh, and check out. We had an episode on CNL Perez. We had Jeff Carr on. He is the host of Locked on Reds. Perez pitched uh, a good amount out of the Reds bullpen last year. A left-hander who you know still has some solid stuff. And uh, I think the Orioles would have 
maybe moved on from him by now if they didn't want to keep him around. We haven't seen a lot from him in camp, but I do think with the waiver claim, he's going to be in that bullpen. So there's pitcher number 10. Next guy I put is, honestly, Zach Lowther. I don't know what his role is going to be, starter, reliever, long man, whatever it may be, but I'm going to put him as my number four starter on this opening day team. I think he showed a lot at the end of last season. I think the Orioles have high hopes for him. He's kind of the veteran not in terms of major league service time, but just in age and you know, how long he's been around of this kind of middle group of pitchers that are all between AAA and the majors right now. And I kind of think they'll just give Lowther a chance to get ahead of the pack. And if he doesn't, they have other options. But I think Lowther's going to get that shot early. So I'm going to put him on there as well as the number four starter. And then as the number five starter, how about Kyle Bradish? He looked really good against the Yankees in that early start. You know what? I think it's time to see Bradish in the majors. Let's do it. Number five starter, Kyle Bradish. Give it to me. That is pitcher number 12 on the roster. Pitcher number 13, how about Brian Baker? He's kind of been, in terms of the relievers, the star of this camp so far. He got a save in Sunday's win. He's had another 1-2-3 save with two strikeouts. Obviously, when you're getting saves in spring training games, they don't mean as much because in the ninth inning, you're facing a lot of minor league guys. But his stuff has apparently looked good, and he's been impressive, and Brandon Hyde's kind of giving him that ninth inning. I know it's spring training games, but remember, he was a waiver claim from the Blue Jays, also before the lockout, right-handed pitcher, who pitched one game with the Jays last year in the majors, making his major league debut. We had an episode about him back in November as well. If you want to go check that one out, just search Brian Baker on the podcast page. But those two guys, Perez and Baker, both came over on waivers, both on the 40-man. I think they're both going to be in the bullpen. So if I'm saying it's 14 pitchers, that leaves one spot. And you're thinking of a lot of names that are not going to be on my roster prediction. And I went a little off the board here because why not? Let's have a little fun here. How about Felix Bautista as my finer pitcher on this list? Big right-hander, up to 100, good changeup, really good breaking ball. Stuff has looked good. You know, Zach Silver talked about it a bit. We've, we've heard about it, writers talking about Bautista's stuff has looked good, what we've been able to see in the broadcasts, he's looked good. They put him on the 40-man this offseason for a reason. He's got good stuff. He's ready for the bigs. I just want to see him in the bullpen. So that is my list of the 14 guys. Now, if the Orioles do choose to hold 15 pitchers, I'm going to guess 14 right now, but if they do choose the 15, it's a tough pick. You know I'm going to throw out there? I'm going to throw out Dean Kramer, I think, is number 15. I think they could use him in kind of a hybrid starting role, you know, maybe a six starter if they want to go with the six-man rotation early to kind of you know, help with the workload because of the lockout and guys not pitching as much. I think Dean Kramer is that next guy on the list. So now you may be asking, well, who gets left out? Well, among the guys who had a real chance, Connor Green and Chris Ellis, I have both starting the year in AAA. They both just got signed on minor league deals. They're probably a little behind in building up as well, so that's going to be easier to kind of put them in AAA to start the season. I think Joey Crable will start the year in AAA. I honestly think he might be, maybe, in danger of not being on the roster because the Orioles have a full 40-man roster. And remember, they only have one catcher right now on the 40-man. So they're going to have to DFA somebody to get the backup catcher on the 40-man. I think Crable could actually be in danger there. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't put him on this roster. And then kind of the last three guys I don't have on there, Alexander Wells, I think... At some point early this season, he'll be in the Orioles rotation. I just think they're going to give him a little more time in AAA. That's because he's the youngest of this middle group. He's only still 24, so I think they're fine with him being in AAA, even though he did get to the bigs last year. 
I'm going to put Mike Bauman in AAA. He hasn't been great in camp so far. He obviously wasn't great down the stretch in his couple appearances he got last year. He missed a lot of last year with injury. I think the best thing for Bauman is to just get into a regular routine at AAA to start the year. I think that'll be best for the Orioles and best for him. And then the last guy, I think we might be in the danger zone for Keegan Aiken. You know, he didn't make the team out of camp last year because of so many struggles in spring training, and then he had that cut on his finger making breakfast. He's looked terrible in spring training so far. He can't get anybody out, giving up a lot of runs in these games, and you don't want to put too much into these spring training outings, but it's not looking good. I'm keeping him off that roster. So that is my 14 pitchers I've got on the Orioles opening day roster. But we're going to get to the 14 hitters that uh, I think could be on this roster in just a second. But first, you know, I want you in the comments to put in what 14 or 15 pitchers you think will make the Orioles roster. And uh, hey, maybe we can get a little friendly wager going on uh, who's going to be on the roster. But if you want to place a different kind of wager on, you know, some games on the field, head over to betonline.net because, of course, it is March Madness. And we've got the final four for the men and the women coming up this week. And actually, you still got Elite Eight games for the women tonight. But of course, in the men's final four, Duke Carolina on one side and Villanova and Kansas on the other side. A lot of blue bloods. And you can get all the action over at betonline.net. You get scores. You get podcasts. You get news. You can obviously, you know, look at some of these lines and look at some of these wagers. And you can also play your favorite Vegas casino games over there as well. And it's not just March Madness. we got baseball coming up, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, NFL drafts coming up as well. And you can get lines everywhere at betonline.net, where the game starts. So we're here predicting the Orioles' opening day roster. My first prediction, I think I'm going to have another prediction closer to opening day. But here's prediction 1.0 here, less than two weeks away here on a Monday. And... Again, I think it's going to go 14 and 14, pitchers and hitters, because again, it's a 28 man opening day roster for all of April. And then they cut it down to 26 on May 1st. So I've got the 14 pitchers. So that leaves me 14 hitters. And I think there's actually more locks for hitters. I think there are 10 locks right now in terms of hitters. So let's go through who those locks are. We'll start with Robinson Torinos. Obviously, the Orioles bring him in on a major league deal to be the other number one or number two catcher. He's going to be on that roster. Obviously, Trey Mancini, as long as he's not traded, which is something we talked about on Friday's episode, so make sure to go back and check that one out. The pros and cons of potentially the Orioles trading Trey Mancini at some point this season, but I don't think he'll be dealt before opening day. I think he's on that roster. Ryan Mountcastle, obviously the breakout rookie season, he's going to be on there. Ramon Arias has been fantastic in spring training, hit another home run, his fourth of the spring on Sunday. He's been really, really good. He's got an infield spot. I don't know what spot that is, but he's got a starting infield spot. He's on that roster. Rugnet Odor has struggled in spring training, but he's a veteran. The Orioles gave him a major league contract. They're going to at least have him on the opening day roster to see what he can do. So that's five locks. Obviously, you know, you go to the outfield. Austin Hayes, a lock, as we know. That's number six. Cedric Mullins, a lock. Maybe he wins MVP this year. That's seven. Anthony Santander, a lock. That's eight. That's your outfield. And then I think Jorge Mateo is a lock. He brings so much versatility. He plays the infield and the outfield. He brings speed. Orioles really like him. Uh, he's made some solid defensive plays this spring. Just the versatility he brings, I think he's a lock. And then honestly, this might surprise you a little bit, and I thought about just doing nine locks, but I'm throwing Ryan McKenna in there. He's hit the ball really, really well this spring. He can play all three outfield positions. He's a perfect kind of fourth outfielder type for the Orioles to have. 
and he brings speed. He brings some sneaky power. He can hit, I think, if he gets more regular at-bats, and he plays really good defense. I think Ryan McKenna is a perfect guy to have on this roster, especially because of the other kind of fifth outfielder options the Orioles have. So I think Ryan McKenna is a lock. So that's 10 locks in terms of hitters, which means only four other spots and potentially potentially only three other spots that the Orioles go 15 and 13. But I'm thinking 14 and 14. So number one, obviously, you need a backup catcher because even if everything goes perfect for Adley Rutschman, I don't think they're going to have him on the opening day roster as he you know comes back from the tricep injury. So Robinson Trinos will be your number one catcher. I'm going to give the edge to Jacob Nottingham as the number two catcher. I've been saying this all offseason since the Orioles signed Nottingham and Anthony Benboom to minor league deals in kind of the span of a week back in the winter. Nottingham has the better track record. He's the better hitter. He's still a solid receiver behind the dish. Uh, he can mash lefties. I like Nottingham in that backup spot. I think he's just the best, the second best catcher that's healthy in camp right now, beside Robinson Chiritos. I think it's an easy call to give Nottingham. Uh, I think Anthony Benboom and Bo Taylor. I don't think both start the year at AAA. I think probably one gets released or opts out of the contract. I think probably Ben Boom probably goes. Maybe Bo Taylor goes to AAA. We talked about Bo Taylor, what he could bring on Wednesday's episode. Go back and check that one out. Kind of a veteran minor league deal for a catcher. But I think Nottingham is that guy. So three spots left. Let's go to the infield. Number one, Kelvin Gutierrez. Now, I didn't put him on the lock because I think most of you think he's a lock and maybe he is, but the bat is just still not there. Now, the defense at third is elite, and he's by far the best defensive option they've got at third base. And I think he's probably the opening day starter at third base, especially if the Rays throw Shane McClanahan, who they'll probably make their opening day starter. He's a left-hander. Gutierrez a righty. The Orioles will load the lineup with righties. I think Gutierrez is at third base at the drop on opening day. I won't, again, not a lock because he's on the 40-man and maybe because the bat's not there. They try to sneak him through waivers, start him at AAA. Who knows? But I think he'll be on the roster. So that leaves two spots. And maybe a little surprising here, I'm going to go Chris Owings. I think Chris Owings makes this roster. He's hit a little bit. He had a homer over the weekend. He can play every position, literally left, center, right, third, second, short. He plays them all pretty solidly, at least defensively. He can swing the bat from the right side. He had some good offensive numbers in Colorado last year before he got injured. I just think with his versatility, and obviously Jorge Mateo brings a similar versatility, and he's a more exciting player with all the speed as well, and the bat probably has a higher ceiling. But Owings has done more, a lot more in his major league career. You got to look back. You know, He's had a pretty long major league career so far. He's never been a great player, but he's been a solid player at the majors at times. And I think just that veteran guy to have the utility guy who's been around the block. Listen, he is basically Pat Faleka 2.0, but with more major league experience and a better track record behind him. And the Euros have seemed to like keeping a guy like Vileka who could play all those positions and, you know, the back can get hot at times. So I think Owings fits in and to have that versatility and, you know, be able to play him anywhere and get these guys days of rest early in the season. I think Owings just sneaks onto the roster. I honestly do think he might be the 28th man on the roster but I think he'll get in. So obviously, you know, that leaves out Ryland Bannon and Jemai Jones. Both those guys option to minor league camp. They're probably not going to get in. And then the other guy that really leaves off is Shed Long and Richie Martin. Richie Martin's still in big league camp. He's hitting the ball really well. I just don't see it because of the bat. I know the bats look good this spring, but from what we've seen in 2019 and 2021, I just don't see it. I think he's a triple A player. 
Maybe they prove me wrong because he is the only real true, true shortstop, but I just don't see it. And then Shed Long as well. You know, Shed Long is still rehabbing from the shin surgery, I believe. We haven't really seen him at all in spring games, so I think he's going to be behind. I don't know if he'll start the year on the minor league injured list, but I don't think he really has a chance of being on the opening day roster. So that leaves one hitter spot for an outfielder. And obviously Hayes, Santander, Mullins, and McKenna already have his locks. So the question kind of is, is DJ Stewart on this roster or not? And obviously he got some good injury news. Stewart was hit by a pitch uh, in the hand last week. Turns out it was just kind of a, a bruise, you know, a contusion. He's out three to four days. Um, and so he's already progressing well, apparently. He hasn't gotten back into a game since that happened, uh, I believe, in the middle of last week. So I thought, you know, when I saw that hit by pitch, I thought, oh my goodness, he broke something. You know, he's not going to be an option for opening day, but it looks like he will be. So the question is, is it Stewart? Or is it Nevin? Or is it the Red Hot Yuznial Diaz? And as much as I want to say Tyler Nevin, because I really like Nevin's game, and as much as I want to say Yuznial Diaz, because of how good his bat has been this spring, I think it's going to be DJ Stewart. They've shown that they like what he does at the plate enough to keep him on the team. And especially if you have Ryan McKenna as your fourth outfielder, who's an elite defender, you have... Mateo and Owings on the roster who can both play the outfield, you can basically have DJ Stewart as a DH slash some left field. And that's it. And he can just be kind of a left-handed bench bat to start the season. And to be honest with you, now hear me out here. This almost might not be because Stewart is the better player than Nevin or Diaz. But this last spot on the roster in terms of a hitter, especially if it's a 14th hitter, it's going to be a, you DH sometimes, you start a little bit, but you're mostly a bench bat to come off the bench and be a pinch hitter. I would rather that go to DJ Stewart at the major league level while Tyler Nevin and Yusniel Diaz play every day in AAA. They hit, they field, Nevin gets to play first, third, he plays the outfield, Diaz moves around the outfield, shows he can stay healthy, shows he can hit consistently against consistent AAA pitching. And then when these rosters shrink at the end of April, maybe that's the time that DJ Stewart is DFA'd, and maybe if Yusniel Diaz shows he has a hot month in AAA, maybe he can find his way to the big leagues then. So I'm going to say DJ Stewart for the final spot, but... I think it's because maybe they like Nevin and Diaz better, want them to get those regular at-bats, and DJ Stewart becomes more of a pinch-hitting guy for basically a month in the big leagues. But there's your 28 guys. There's the prediction. And in a minute here, I will run through everybody who I got, You know, show what I think an opening day lineup might look like, the bullpen, the rotation, what it could all look like for the Orioles. But it can get a little tiring to look through this roster and try and pick out which of these infielders and which of these relievers. It was hard to leave guys like Alexander Wells and Mike Bauman off the roster and leave a red-hot Yuzniel Diaz and a guy in Tyler Nevin that I love off the roster on my predictions. I need to fuel up. Nothing better to do that with, though, than Built Bar because it's the best snack and it's good for you. And it tastes amazing. These Built Bars, they're not like your usual protein bars. They're not chalky. They don't taste like you're eating cardboard sometimes. These other protein bars are bad. Built Bar is delicious. It's like a candy bar. You literally feel like you're eating a candy bar, and then you remember, oh, wait, it's good for me? Only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein in every bar, but it's covered in chocolate, 
white chocolate, a new flavor for this month, peanut butter brownie, my favorite, many others. It's the best of both worlds with taste and health. So go to built.com, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off the delicious and nutritious built bars. You do not want to miss that deal. They are fantastic. Again, that is built.com, promo code locked on for 15% off. So there it is. Opening day roster prediction. 28 guys will be on the roster. So let's just run through it again. Final takeaways here from my prediction. And we start with the starting rotation. As you can see it right there. I think John Means, number one. He starts opening day. Jordan Lyles, your number two. Bruce Zimmerman, number three. And then I gave the spots to Zach Lowther as your four guy, which could be interesting because that would line up for Zach Lowther to start on the Orioles' home opener Monday, April 11th against the Brewers. That'd be a heck of a moment for him. And I'd have Kyle Bradish as my number five. I could see Wells. I could see Kramer maybe getting one of these roles. I could even see, you know, I meant Alexander Wells with Wells, but I could see Tyler Wells with the way they're stretching him out, maybe being in this rotation. But that's going to be my five guys. Over to the bullpen for the Orioles. You know, obviously in those back-end roles, Tyler Wells is going to play a huge role back there. Cole Sulcer, Dylan Tate, and Tanner Scott. And then more of the wild cards. Jorge Lopez, I think, could be a multi-inning, really successful reliever. Paul Fry, I've got him in there. We'll see what he can do. Can he bounce back? And then you've got the newcomers who I put in this bullpen. Felix Bautista, Cianel Perez, and Brian Baker. We'll see how they do, but I think those guys have showed in spring and they have an inside track over some guys who have kind of been with the Orioles for a little bit longer. And, you know, over some guys like a Chris Ellis or a Connor Green or a Spencer Watkins who are back on minor league deals or even over a, a Mike Bauman and honestly over a Keegan Aiken who just has been a disaster once again in spring. I've got these guys making it over Aiken. How about a starting lineup for the Orioles? Now, this is assuming that the O's face left-hander Shane McClanahan on opening day with the Rays, but I'd have Mullins leading off in center field. Mount Castle, he would be playing first base and hitting second. Trey Mancini DHing and hitting third in this lineup. Anthony Santander playing right field, batting fourth. I'd have Austin Hayes in left field, batting fifth. I'd have Ramon Arias in there playing second base, batting sixth. Robinson Chirinos would be my catcher, batting seventh. Jorge Mateo would be at second base. Excuse me, he'd be at shortstop, batting eighth. And Kelvin Gutierrez would bat ninth and play third base for my opening day lineup for the Orioles. Obviously, if a right-hander like maybe a Shane Boz was the starter for Tampa, a couple things would move around. I'd probably end up putting Rugnet Odor in this lineup. He'd probably start over Gutierrez or potentially Mateo uh, in terms of a right-hander. That's probably the one big change that I would make in the lineup there. Uh, but other than that, if it's a lefty, that's kind of what I think. It would look like. And then you have the Oriole bench on opening day. Jacob Nottingham as the backup catcher. Rugnet Odor and Chris Owings as the infielders. And then Ryan McKenna and DJ Stewart as the outfielders there, as you can see if you're watching here on YouTube, as those uh, those final options on the bench for the Orioles. So there it is. 28 guys who I think could be on the Orioles' opening day roster. Now, this is just prediction 1.0. And these things, obviously... Could change, and uh, I'll make one more prediction before we get closer to opening day. But let me know what your prediction is. Hit the comment section right here on YouTube. First, hit the red subscribe button, then like this video, then 
head to the comments section. Let me know where you think I got it right, where you think I got it wrong. You know, there's going to be some disagreement here on who these 28 guys will be. Let me know who are your 28 guys to make the opening day roster. And uh, you'll get a shout out here. You know, if you put your roster in the comments here and it is correct on opening day, you're going to get a shout out here on the podcast. We're going to do something special for you if you are uh, someone who ends up getting it right. But again, subscribe to the YouTube channel here and put those uh, predictions and let me know why I'm wrong or why I'm right maybe in the comments here on this video. But again, we're back every day this week, Monday through Friday here on the pod, only Orioles pod doing it. And we're back tomorrow continuing to keep up with the Orioles news and notes from spring training. And, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to previewing the season, you know, picking some Orioles awards for the season. We'll do that later this week. Also taking a look at the minor league rosters. You know, we could get some minor league rosters out there by the end of this week. We'll start previewing minor league seasons as well. But got a lot coming up on the pod this week as we'll return tomorrow with another episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.